Good evening, everybody. This is the uh, one meeting of the year where the superintendent opens the meeting and calls it to order because we reorganize the reorganization of the school committee roles. I'd like to call the Monday, August 22nd, 2022 meeting to order. It is 714. Um, <clears throat> typically, what we've done in, in, on this committee uh, is there's been a cycle of either one year change of a chair or two year change, two year cycle for a change in the chair. So I know that Jess is finishing up for a second year. Um, so I would entertain a motion or entertain a nomination uh, for chair for the Medfield School. Traditionally, we have rotated through the vice chair. Leo, <laughs> what do you think? Um, I knew this was coming, so um, I'm going to have to respectfully decline that nomination. And it is not uh, that I don't feel that the it's not a worthy role of my presence, uh, but my time both at home and professionally uh, is definitely uh, pressed. Not that anybody else this is not, and um, I had done a lot of thinking about it, and if the it is, uh, we can, I can pass on this time, this particular opportunity yes. <laughs> on this one, this, this, this round, uh, that would be wonderful. Uh, so I appreciate the anime and I know that's somewhat traditional, but, uh, it's not etched in stone. Yeah. Exactly. You have the nomination. Anime. Wow. <laughs> we have a nomination how, for anime. How would you? Or, I, I don't know. This, so we have, we have a second. So there's discussion. And a second. So is there discussion? I mean, Anime, would you be able to take it on? Do you feel like, even if it were like a one year cycle or a two year cycle, do you feel like that's a thing? Um, yes, I, I held the role before. So I think there would be a short learning curve. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, yes. And then it depends on your advice. Chair is in terms of you're not going to be wearing curve. Yeah, we're passing that on to the. Um, so I seconded. Any other nominations for chair? Okay, so we have a nomination and a second for anime for chair. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? Okay. Anime? Sure not opposed. <laughs> and just to mention, uh, Michelle is, I'm going to move my chair seat. It's been a good one. No, I want to move down there anyway. Um, but uh, Michelle is not able to be here tonight, but says that she is uh, happy to accept any role that the committee would be willing to nominate her for, for next year. So just as we're kind of moving along here. Okay. Uh, so as we're in the spirit of moving along, um, do, do I call for nominations? No, you nominate you for vice chair. Right, it all has to come How back soon you forget. <laughs> Very quickly, actually. Um, do we have a nomination for vice chair? I nominate Tim. Great. Okay, well, you can nominate Tim, too, or you could second, and I could second. Whatever. Do we have a, so, Jess Riley? Seconds. Mm -hmm. And in that same thing, I, I actually... Again, the business, the vice chair role has been stumbly and whatnot. Uh, just uh, not that I have to take a, any step back, but those roles are definitely uh, the communication side of things. So, 
continue to do live part, of course. I think Tim would be great. is that she would prefer to stay as financial secretary as we've done previously where kind of give people a year to kind of oh right she just got that yeah, oh, yeah that's true so that's you know she really point. actually enjoys that part of the, the job and i know she's kind of identified some uh choice to want to be um on the budget subcommittee as well so. we learn a lot about the system yeah. yeah i was i thought so she's been only on the finance secretary for yeah. yeah. So I, 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 I think you're asking for a nomination for a recording secretary. Correct. Um, if I, I'm given that, I would. I'll nominate Tess. I'll take that on. There's some things that I'd like to keep on doing <coughs> in terms of um, a lot of the written work I've been doing for the last year anyway. So if I have more time to do that, that certainly makes things nicer. Yes, yeah. So, um, Leo, I for Jess. Do we have a second? Second. All in favor? Aye. Thank you. Thank you, Jess. Uh, now for financial secretary, do we have a motion? I motion for Michelle. Michelle. Kirby. Second. Second, Leo. All in favor? Aye. Great. That's it for right now. There's plenty of other things that we'll assign throughout the year, but I wish I had a talking stick or something I could hand off to you, but I don't. So good luck. <laughs> All right. So we were just in executive session to discuss the reputation, character, physical condition, and mental health rather than professional competence of an individual, or to discuss the discipline or dismissal of, or complaints or char charges brought against a public officer, employee, staff member, or individual. The individual to be discussed in such executive session shall be notified in writing by the public body at least 48 hours prior to the proposed executive session. Provided, however, that notification may be waived upon written agreement of the parties, <coughs> complaint against the school committee and superintendent, superintendent and director of student services. And, um, open meeting law complaint on March 9, 2022. Uh, by Robert Allison. Um, so with that, um, we discussed two other things. Uh, there was a, a complaint. Uh, it was in three. It was specific to three different issues. So I'm sorry, did I space out? Oh, I spaced out. That's My apologies. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So thank that, you. That was, so that was, reminders. Okay. Thank no, you. No, no, it's me. I'm just gonna sit down. Yeah. Is that all? Does that help? Yeah. Does that help? Yeah. Yes. Right. Okay. So this moment, we'll take any public input. None. None right now. And um, the approval of the minutes. We have um, the regular meeting of. June 16th, 
minutes. And do we have a motion to approve them? So moved. So moved, Jess. Um, second. A second. Second, second tonight. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Thank you. New business staffing updates. Uh, thank you, Madam Chair. So in your materials, you have our, our typical um, staffing update that we do at this time every year. However, we changed it around a little bit by breaking up between unit A and unit B, so you get a, a good sense of you know what the replacements and the changes are in each of those units. Um, as you can see, lots of COAs, change of assignments that are in there, you know, with folks retiring and other folks that work here taking those positions. Um, and, and you if you've seen anything in the news in the past you know, three or four months, you've seen how difficult it has been um, in the education sector in terms of people leaving the profession and then trying to hire folks. And, and you know, I think Boston at one point had 1,500 openings and teachers. I mean, it's just really been um, a challenge. But we've been fortunate here. Uh, I think there's a few to be announced, and they are unit B, but they're in the process right now. So we're just in the process of interviewing and making recommendations. Uh, I think one of the hardest positions that any district has to fill is physics at high school level. Um, and we, we, we filled that. I met with the candidate today and we hired him. So that really excited about that. Um, but, you know, any questions on that? I think it's pretty straightforward. No, I'm actually, uh, I've been checking our, our uh, school's spring site, you know, to see what's been open. Because I know, you know, speaking with colleagues and friends, like Medway still has 30 positions open mm -hmm. and others. So, it's tough all around. We've been fortunate. I think a lot of districts around here um, have had teachers go to different districts too and, and resign over the summer and some of them very unexpected and we haven't had that issue. So it's been it's been a really good year and the folks we've hired are great. We have a, a new teacher orientation coming up uh, Wednesday and Thursday of this week which is two full days of induction and, and uh, getting folks acclimated to the district. So we're looking forward to that. It's always a lot of good energy in those two days for the new folks. So. So all the open positions have applicants and it's right. 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 Very good. In process. Yeah. Very few of it. Yeah. All right. Student handbook approvals. So in your materials, you have the links uh, for the, the, the handbook, the elementary, and then the middle, and then the high school. Um, as required by your um, policy, you approve those before they go out to the, the public and the parents. First day, we typically we try to get it done before that first day. Sometimes in years past, we haven't, but we're, we are this year, so that's good. Any questions on those? I don't have all of them in front of me, but I could pull it off my computer if I need to. Um, I do have one amendment um, to uh, both the high school and the, uh, the middle school handbook in that uh, we. I think, and I know that this is just a kind of an oversight more than anything. Yeah, we did talk about it earlier in the year. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, not so much. Uh, at this point, we still have a student attire um, policy, which is not, you know, bad in and of itself. But I think that um, currently it reads Medfield High School, and it's also uh, Blake Middle School, seeks to maintain a respectful learning environment for all members of the school community. Great. Student attire should reflect these values and refrain from inappropriate content and styles. The following is a sample of types of items prohibited at school and school-related events. And uh, the first two, I have absolutely nothing, um, no issue with. First is clothing that depicts images or contains any references to drug and or alcohol use. 
Second one is clothing with other inappropriate language or images. Um, the third one is excessively revealing clothing. And there is such a history of um, essentially having these excessively revealing clothing um, uh, kind of um, <coughs> rules. So very specifically focused on the idea that young men somehow are not able to control themselves in the uh, presence of a young woman who may be wearing a tank top or a bare midriff or any of these things. And so there's a very specific historical gendered part to this that I think that um, literally simply listing the first two clothing that depicts images or contains references to drug and or alcohol, clothing with other inappropriate language or images takes care of some of the examples, but does not necessarily need to outline what would be specific to essentially young women. And the fact of the matter is styles change over time. There, we ask our track teams, both, uh, male and female, to wear tank tops. I am wearing a tank top right now. I am not distracted from learning. Um, bear midriffs have been the season. There's, you know, there's crop tops. When do we decide that a bear midriff is okay for a young woman, but not for a young man? Is there a gendered part to this? Is there a part? I think that we don't necessarily need um, to be outlining that, but instead teaching our kids what's most appropriate <coughs> for the learning environment instead of outlining things that are historically uh, placed on young women for responsibility to manage their dress as opposed to young men. Um, and that's a pretty standard update for most uh, dress codes. Does anyone have an issue with that? Could we realistically cut out simply the fact that excessively revealing clothing is one of those things that uh, has historically been targeted towards young women? I can agree with that. My experience in the front office uh, the past, for sure. Uh, I can't recall any excessively. Problem um, in terms of like does Brenda, is it Brenda Hayden? Mm -hmm. Does she deal? She deals a lot with. I wouldn't say a lot. Uh, I think it comes up on occasion when the weather is warmer. You know, I, mean, I, I don't think there's any issue with. We're taking those out. I really don't. I mean, I think it's it's easier to do now because certainly, uh, if this were 15 years ago and they were all with the printer and we had to do it that way, that'd be a difficult, that'd be an issue. But you know, I think that um, it's something that Jess and I had talked about. I think before the summer we talked about that. I mean, I think it's, it's very subjective. It's extremely yes. subjective. It's fairly subjective, right? And I think we're just setting up. I think the language just sets people up for a different debate, right? So. Uh, could be it's a little dated, right? It's, I mean, it's, dated. It's, it's a tricky one because if it just says excessively revealing clothing without any examples, at least it does say, it, you know, hey, that's we don't want to have excessively revealing. But once you start putting examples in, I, I kind of you know, like I don't, I don't feel strongly one way or the other if you remove it all. But it, it also it's an interesting one if you didn't have the examples. People I have a say, sense of it is subjective, but you know, there is yeah. a certain line to cross. It is certainly rare that young women, I'm sorry, young men are brought into the front office over time for excessively revealing clothing. 
I don't think that I can think of even think of situation unless it's the uh, you know the top of your underwear is showing. But which, and I just think it's, I think it's dated, and I think it's something that you know we can move beyond. It doesn't seem like it's a lot of time to. But I think this is something at home parents should be having yeah. conversations what their own family values are and how you should be you know present yourself to the world. I mean, and it doesn't say that these are the only two ways that uh, we would accept something as uh, not appropriate for school. This is worthy of a discussion. These are two examples. The first two are two examples. The third one simply removes the automatic assumption that any one of these would be so automatically um, inappropriate in one way or another. And quite frankly, it says that across all school um, school events so then i think about what i've seen with semi-formals with young men who are wearing different you know kind of loud crazy clothing and you know wearing like prom dresses that the styles change do we do we start pulling people off and, and shaming them for what they're wearing to those events while they are still there? so that's uh certainly my take on it i, I almost have to Say it. One of the things that's bothered me, if you look at the volleyball teams, I don't quite understand short right. skirt or skirts that are excessively short or tight. It, it, it just doesn't, it doesn't make, make sense, sense to me. Um, it's not on the agenda, but it just to me, it could go right off the bat. That might be a reason to make a change within, within that. I think like, when and I we're not changing, women, it doesn't make any sense to me. We're simply removing the bullet point. No, I know. I just, yeah. I, I can't, it, once the conversation comes up, I see where there's a lot of angst. Or then we end up putting ourselves in a position in which we simply aren't enforcing it because we realize it's not only not enforceable, but not necessary to enforce in the context. And then we're essentially taking away the power of what is important about a handful of the boundaries and understanding for everybody. So do we have any other um, suggestions? So um, I might have a little formatting issue over at the middle yeah. school, but I'd be happy to pass that on to Jeff. Do we, do we have a motion to approve the handbooks with the amendment as Jess Riley has suggested? Uh, uh, motion. So moved. All right, do we have a second? Yeah, before, I, I want to just clarify the that's removing bullet uh, item number three and all bullets. Just to start for everybody's understanding. Yeah, 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 I second. That's from the middle and high school. Mm -hmm. yeah. Is it at the elementary school? I didn't, I, I wasn't able to. I didn't, well, I didn't see it either. And I didn't think it would. But I just want to make sure. It'd be odd to leave Another question out. I was just going to have, I was looking at a lot of the, <coughs> it's probably a, a larger subject in this round of these electronic devices like cell phones. Has that been an issue for us? Uh, and, uh, is that a <laughs> um, I'm trying to choose my words carefully that there's no way around. How was someone today? Mm -hmm. uh, there's, a, there's a few that I, I think I might have pulled some to you, Jeff. I'm not sure if I did. Um, there's someone doing with little pockets that go in you know, yeah, in the front of the room. Yeah. Yeah. There's been some informal yeah. kind of 
Yeah. Um, is there something policy-wise that would, uh, you know, I understand the the convenience factor. Being a parent, um, not supplying phones to my children, but, um, but with maybe alternative devices that would allow them the ability to reach out for the comfort. I understand that piece. Um, is it something, and this could be a subject for another time, I'm sure. I'm not sure if it's a handbook item, because even what's written in the handbook, the actual execution is pretty difficult. Um, you know, on a scale of one to 10, would you rate it as a nine as a problem, or is it a six as a problem that, you know, teachers are up in arms, you know? Oh, I think it's, it's, it depends on what level it is. You know, like we had <clears throat> this past school year, uh, there was some kind of gizmo that the young kids were getting where they could yeah. communicate with a watch. It wasn't an Apple watch, but it was some sort it's of gizmo. Watch. Verizon, yeah. yeah, so that they could do that. I went with the Apple watch instead. Yeah, so, <laughs> you know, that was that was kind of an issue a, a little bit. At the, at we lost school for second and third graders. Yeah. Um, I think perennial, the, the issue with, with cell phones at middle and high school every day. Yeah. You know, every day. And it's, it's, you know, we try to think about it as, we have to also teach kids how to use it responsibly too. You know, that's part of what we have to totally do. get it. Uh, the whole digital citizenship piece of how to appropriately use the technology you have. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a challenge. I mean, I think if you you have all that power in, in your pocket, in your hand all the time, you know, and, uh, but, but some teachers utilize it and they can at the high school level use it in their instruction and have kids actively use it in a positive way. But I, I do think it's not just a midfield thing. It's a problem everybody. Oh, God, I was part of the um, SEL committee, and I we studied that mm -hmm. for a full year. It's a tough one. And tough I, what I saw was <laughs> I did appreciate and understand that they are going to have to learn to manage that after. And I think that was something that was clear in the high school. But I watched as my child went from middle school to high school, and nobody was complaining in middle school that it was in their locker. Mm -hmm. And then they're all of a sudden available. And I, I just part of it, you know, I, I was definitely an advocate and said putting more controls in place is a better thing. You can see there was some different hands. Mm -hmm. You know, it's more like if each teacher was consistent, right? One because once one it goes out, like don't use them in the class. Well, that's what I picked up on on the you know the teacher detention on use electronic devices, you know, we hand out <laughs> devices to them. I you know, and I think the you know, one of the I've done a lot of thinking on this. You know, because it's one of the things in my profession that I come that I run into um, around the use of the actual um, the actual Chromebook devices or the, the laptop devices. They can still communicate, you know, on those devices uh, with their friends. Um, obviously, they cannot do the texting unless they've got a certain kind of device. However, um, <coughs> I think that it's healthy that you have know, to train the idea of putting it away during this particular time. It's a tough one, right? It's a, it's a pedagogical classroom management slash support for administration type, like very complex, has to be extremely strong and supported in the culture. Obviously it's outside of our purview as far as day-to-day -day operations. I just only ask, is there a policy perspective that, um, you know, is this the time or is it a separate conversation? Say, you know, we need to have something separate around that to update this globally, and how we're gonna address it, you know, as a, yeah, I, think culture a, I think it's a long conversation. I think it's uh, much bigger because we need to look at it for each, each grade level. 
Yeah, I would say that <clears throat> since we switched the middle school over to Chromebooks and took away iPads, it's gotten much better. Um, you know, that was one of the complaints that, that I received with iPads from teachers and parents alike is that it's kind of a wild, wild west on iPads because they could do the, the texting, which they can't do as much with, uh, with the Chromebooks. So that's been a, a positive change. So really, we only have iPads in the middle school, high school level when they use them for science and, and cards. And then it, it, we love everyone else is Chromebooks. So uh, it's been a, a positive change in, in that regard. I guess that had a gospel shift that bought my son an iPad last year. But maybe that is the thing at SEL that gets revisited. Right. It deserves oh, to I think so. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things that uh, literally reinvented every three years as well as technology needs. And I think that's, you know, becomes again an operational issue around how we kind of, how Dr. Larson chooses with his staff to kind of it's, it's that need to evaluate how it's the policy or the procedure might end up being that was the takeaway I had. We weren't ready, Doctor Marsden. You were you yeah. there to, to make a strong recommendation that says consistency amongst all the teachers. That says when it's away, it's away. That was the one thing that I think we noticed because some teachers never had it as a problem, right? And if you could get all of them to at least say it's in your bag, and if you take it out, you would be asked to step out. Right. I think everybody can appreciate that. It's like when you're having dinner with the 17 year old <laughs> here the whole time. Yeah. You don't do that. Yeah. Right. 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 So, so I, I think it is an interesting one in that there's pros and cons. You also need to be able to manage uh, time without it. And so I, I, that would just be without, I mean, I would support whether it's a future agenda item or an SEL topic. Yeah, because I think pre pandemic, that's when we discussed the policy, uh, you know, the, yeah. the phones was pre before the pandemic. And I think now it's a whole other whole game. So, um, so much fun. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's something that, you know, get the parents' feedback and teachers' feedback. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, students' feedback. I think that's that one that I think it would be healthy. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, just for even raising awareness for students. to approve the, the, um, the elementary, middle school, and high school handbooks um, as presented to us, except for as middle as amended um, by Chess Riley to under student attire in middle school and high school handbook to um, delete whatever we use excessively, item number three, excessively revealing clothing. Exposed undergarments, they are midriff, short skirts that are excessively short, tight shirts that are low cut or excessively short. So moved. So moved. Second. Tim, second. Just um, all in favor? Aye. Thank you. Um, next item is each year you appoint me to both the tech and the accept board of directors. Um, sometimes we do it later in the fall, but we thought we'd try to check that off the list as, as soon as we can. And get it over where probably one of the last ones to get over every year. So um, Andrea wanted that on there, so she doesn't get on the phone call. Where's the Where's the school committee going? So uh, I ask that you uh, point me to those so I can serve on both those boards again. 
So moved. Second. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> why not? All in favor. All right. Aye. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. All right. Town of Medfield, um, representative to Tri Valley. Right. And your materials, you have an email that um, Town Administrator Christine Trueweiler sent us. Uh, I think Jess and me, as well as Mr. Burby and Mr. McDermott. Um, they have the email reads they've solicited interest for Tri County School Committee represent, representative from Medfield. To date, we have received one application from Mr. Jack Rose. Jack is very interested in, in the position and currently works as a part time inspector from the building department. Uh, the appointment requires a joint vote of the chair of the school committee, of the school committee, chair of the board of selectmen, and the town moderator. I'm hoping the school committee can review and authorize you just to meet the board of selectmen on uh, the 30th of August and an appointment can be made at the next meeting. So, attached uh, is his resume and information. I think it's a the email came through, but uh, I have the original. Uh, yeah, his letter. It should be his letter. Yes, yeah. letter. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's just a letter. There. Yeah. Right. So I think, hallelujah, he wants yeah. to do it. It's one of the first times so we haven't had a representative for a couple of years. And yeah. I think that's real. Oh, really? We yeah, we have a representative. It's wonderful. We'd yeah. love to serve. Yeah. He's got a connection. They've got a great so program there, too. I was out there last last spring because Adam was considering going and I you know I would have been very happy for him to go because his priorities changed but it was a great school yeah I and actually I, I would yeah. like to see us have some more engagement in it. I think it's a great opportunity for well, especially have a building project coming so and they have a building you know, project yeah, which would be wonderful to have as a town yes that. absolutely because yeah you know, it's not a machine I had an intern from there studying biomedical. We all went on to WPI afterwards and mm -hmm. very well. So, uh, yeah, uh, um, do we have a second? We do. Second, Jack Rose as so. I think to have the committee approve, approve it and pass it on to the board of selectmen. Well, and also, I think, uh, the way the letter reads is that the chair. The board of selectmen and the moderator have to get together to vote yeah, at the meeting specifically. I think the vote so, is to authorize and debate. Yeah, the meeting. vote is to authorize you. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So I move to authorize Anna May O'Shea Brooke to attend the meeting uh, to the Jackson Chuck Rose. Yes. Chuck Rose. The representation of Kai County School Committee representing Medfield. That's a motion. That's That's a motion. Yeah, so moved. Are you said so? All, no, I didn't say. Uh, all in favor? No, wait. I see That's so not moved. me anymore. This is how this happens over the first like, so meeting. So, NBO made the motion. Tim seconded. All in, all in favor? Aye. Aye. Next slide discussion of potential changes to the regular meeting guidelines. I think uh, I had put that on the agenda. I think I'd like to actually table that to a time or look upon it to perhaps the next meeting if we could do that. Okay. Um, just because I think the agenda is uh, act. We have a lot to do with the draft and I think it's worthy of a, a discussion that's placed right, in policy right, issue as well. Any other items this posting? No, Business. Elementary school project. So, um, follow up discussion on uh, elementary school project proposal to the board of selectmen. We have our draft, we have our workshop, and 
We need to continue to flesh out the draft yeah. if we want to. I'm going to briefly excuse myself, but I do have some fun. Let's have a discuss amongst yourself all So here, um, shall I read it or? Uh, all right, in essence, we, we struck, um, we strongly believe that it is in the best interest of our community and our students to examine the current grade structure of our three elementary schools. And instead, um, we replaced it with, we strongly believe that it is in the best interest of the community and students for the school committee and the school building committee to examine the grade structure of our elementary schools. That was Michelle's suggestion so that we are, it is more explicit. This will be done through the feasibility process. Would you expect that to be the time? That's a good question. Yeah. So, I mean, is that, I think the conversation the other day was this something that will happen outside of the SBC as the committee and the administration and staff do that, or is it something the SBC does? That's where we're kind of going around a little bit possibly. Yeah, I mean, I, and that's not to undermine a point forward. I think, you know, one of the items that I thought would be important in this process, you know, if we're going to go back to this, uh, I really feel like, and I know the monies have been allocated uh, for this process, but a town-wide feasibility study um, should probably be, you know, um, that would look at all the structural pieces around shifting, whether it's, I mean, I don't think we'll be too much of the heavily focused on the schools where DPW and uh, safety center have been completed in, a, uh, in any sense, but um, I just think a, a strategic look at, uh, at the, that structure, I think would be beneficial for us in that way you're not just planning on one school, you're planning on what needs to be done to all schools, whether it's just, you know, whatever main things have to be done to this building, like Wheelock uh, Memorial uh, in particular, you know, with, and, that's, and I think it's kind of encompassed in the conversation here when I talk about early childhood uh, in that area and planning further down and the future flexibility. So, um, so that, that in particular, uh, I think it's, you know, it's just one of the questions about the execution of that particular piece, because I think that has a chain reaction to not just this building, but how the other buildings going to handle the same things. Because perhaps it's not a building project, on, although MSBA would be focusing on a building. Um, with or without MSBA, it, it could mean that we're looking at multiple building renovations. Yeah, and that's what we discussed and that's what Michelle's suggestion was to folks. Yeah. It might have was, was it in and or with the support of the school building committee? Because yes. it's kind of um I, I actually can see the pros and cons, right? Putting it in scope of the school building committee might be a worthwhile there's other factors that are not you know necessarily driven by the educational plan as to why you would want their support. But around the educational plan, I think that it would be, you know, I would think it would be with the support. Maybe this is semantics because it's 
should happen anyway. Well, I guess I, I just see and so there's joint that. responsibility. And I guess what I mean by that study is the feasibility should not just be on one building, right? So the where, where it's more of a K to twelve focus as opposed to a two or three grade focus. And this last summer, this amendment is if the school committee and the school building committee to examine the grade structure of our elementary school. Like, I, I think that's, I don't, I guess, is there any risk to saying the school committee and the school building committee to examine the structure? I don't know. I think it's a joint effort. I mean, that's inherently what would happen because of the representation on the. I mean, whether the study, whether there's a study, if you will, uh, outside of the building process uh, requires another requires another initiative. I would I would think that aligning it with this initiative is perfectly acceptable. Um, what if uh, and tell me if I've missed this already? What if uh, after wrote? or after the Medfield School Committee submits this application for the construction of a new elementary school or the renovation addition to the Dale Street School or other current elementary buildings as identified by the SBC. Would that help with that? I like that. I can, and in fact, I can hand that on to Andrea just sweating bullets back there. Um, <laughs> the, the sentence would be, um, in accordance with the newly amended, da, 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 the Medfield School Committee submits this application for the construction of the new elementary school or the renovation addition to the Dale Street School or other elementary buildings as identified by the SBC. Dr. Marston, does that work within your operational sure, and educational yeah. goals? Yeah, sure. Okay. All right. And then, uh, we strongly believe this is in the best interest of the community and students from the school committee and the school building committee to be examined. We're going to just take that out. We'll have to look at the flow. Okay. Um, um, we're trying to get this resolved. Yes, I think we should. Yes, I would very so much like to get this on the road. We're committed to submit this at the August 30th selectman meeting. So right. we can get the motion, you know, the- I would like to get the show on the road. So yeah. Can you just your revision one more time? Because then you said maybe you strike the last sentence. Yeah, and so everybody else please listen to this because I've, um, we'll go starting from the Medfield School Committee submits this application for the construction of a new elementary school or the renovation slash addition to the Dale Street School or other elementary buildings as identified by the SBC. We strongly believe it is in the best interest of the community and students for the school committee and school building committee to examine the grade structure of our elementary schools. And then we went off to a period in there. Does that, am I saying the same thing at the same time or is it a logical follow? I'm, I'm just listening to myself read and not necessarily. <clears throat> to me, it sounded redundant, but I'm That's what I not reading yeah. it, but. Um, folks think. Uh, I liked your amendment. Yeah. Well, I actually, it's not redundant because we're talking about uh, what we'd like to see and then why we might want to see yeah, that. I, yeah, I agree. Okay, okay. great. Thanks. Just need right. a minute. Great. And then, period. 
And uh, second paragraph there, I didn't, we did not make any changes to the first, so to the first draft. Shall we read it out just so that people don't? Okay, the sure. Here. The previous uh, school building committee spent several years collaborating with the Massachusetts School Building Authority and SBA on a comprehensive feasibility study, as well as schematic design for the new elementary school. While the project as proposed failed at special town meeting, by by a four percent margin, there are aspects of the vision that continue to be valid and important in consideration of our community's future needs. Then we moved future flexibility up in the bullets. The project must provide the district with future flexibility for grade level configurations. This flexibility has become increasingly critical both in our present circumstances and as that mandates for early childhood education becomes a reality in future years. Medfield Public Schools must have the space and resources to accommodate the cyclical one or two grade surges it experiences regularly. An example of which may be seen in our current pre-K and early elementary programs. The district has had to regularly make sacrifices in both community desired and revenue generating program offerings, as well as class size. Any new project must take into account how these factors at the earliest stages of education will impact the elementary school as a whole. Uh, added, why don't we strike elementary? Will impact the system as a whole? Okay, I like that. Um, everyone else cool with that? Yep. And then what was added is the school committee has taken into consideration the future population increases due to other building projects in the town. Can I? Can I? Sorry. Yeah. No, me. please. Okay. The school committee has taken into consideration potential population increases, uh, near-term increases. Um, wait, it's in here somewhere. The school committee has taken into consideration uh, potential increases due to other residential or due to near-term residential projects in the town. I'll read it again. I guess you could add to other residential building projects in town. Just adding residential. I mean, I, I just wanted to put residential building right you know that there are near-term yeah. issues that we have identified we don't know really what's going to happen in the future but right now what we're looking at right now is specific to what's happening with the population we have yeah. um is and then okay no i don't have another thing actually i'm going to add that to a different paragraph okay no no that's cool but can you reread it i can try please <laughs> i'm making it up the school committee has taken into consideration uh potential near-term residential or uh you want to say potential or potential population i think you should use the term population yes <laughs> potential population <laughs> increases oh, enrollment okay yeah. potential enrollment increases um due to residential building projects in town Want to put near term in that? Let's put it in. No, okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm confused why you say has taken into consideration. Uh, because when we're just we playing with that. No, but when did we do that? It doesn't, like, it, it's either saying 
going forward, we yes. will continue uh-huh. to consider population fluctuation. I almost like the word fluctuations, I guess, because yeah. it is neutral. Take it take you just it never know. Yeah. Fluctuations. Yeah, strike has taken to take. Right. Takes requests. Defer to Jess a little How about with over grammar. Um, I just thought that it has meaning. It's already occurred. Yeah. This, this will no, no, continue I didn't, to occur. I, know, I, I think that that's just from what we, uh, and, we came up with last time as a. You want to sit over next to Jess? And then and just staying on tech. And then I honestly, you know, I wrote this down. I'll, I'll um, um, I don't think it has to read increases because there is fluctuations bringing the community and the group together. Enough, you just never. Yes, know, I address you know. that. You already had Later it. on. Great. <laughs> right. No, no, you're right. You're right. I was Go just ahead. calling out one word increases yeah, yeah. versus yeah. fluctuation. I think it's a potential because yeah. we're not saying it mm-hmm. will, but there is a potential. potential. That's why I was just saying fluctuation. Right. Yeah, yep. perfect. Which actually is part of that yep. flexibility. This is also a prime example why rarely do committees wordsmith. In the middle of a meeting, but it's it's so well, we have to vote, but vote yeah. on it. Tonight, no, but it's so also it's just yeah. important. Okay, so the sentence would read: Somebody jump in. The school committee takes into consideration potential population fluctuations. I thought potential enrollment. Enrollment. Thank you. <laughs> is this my um, first duty as recording secretary? I think so. Okay. Potential enrollment fluctuations. Right, yeah. Due to uh, near term residential building projects. Or building projects? Get rid of near term? Do we need that? Well, I think that what we're looking at is, and we don't know what's coming down the pike. We do happen to know, though, what we have okay. on our plate right now. Okay. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Sure. So we're looking at that in terms of in terms of population projections, in terms of now that we know what's happening at the hospital, hopefully. Yeah. Anything so, else? We're able to take those into account. Beautiful. Okay. Um, everybody happy with that? Yeah. Okay, great. Um, second bullet. Um, change here. Good. In a, in a re-evaluation of the initial plan, as well as factors raised since that plan was proposed, the committee and administration have identified a unified setting of at least two elementary schools as the highest priority of a new elementary school or renovation addition project. A unified setting or reconfigure, reconfiguration that minimizes transitions for our students and increases opportunities for staff and, staff and service collaboration. Um, I think the word that should be moved out of that last sentence. Yeah. A unit, unified setting or reconfiguration minimizes transition. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. In the first sentence, I would take out have identified and simply put in committee and administration identify a unified setting of at least two elementary schools as the highest priority of a new elementary school or renovation addition project. Just a little so bit more have identified and have it just. Identify. Yes. Okay. Um, and then I don't know if we necessarily want to put this this in at the end of that particular um, of that particular bullet point, which would be the committee also acknowledges that within the life of the building, 
there may be contractions uh, of the school age population, allowing the district to further consolidate its resources into two buildings. So that we're also acknowledging that not only can we increase, but there is a long-term ability to see a more modern building that's able to allow us to over 50 years, the life of the building. And, you know, as people, some people have said, they don't believe that we're going to get these larger bumps and these smaller bumps. We know that Medfield goes up and down. So at some point in the future, we may need to bring um, two, you know, two schools together, bring a grade back in. Let's say that we, we know that, that these are factors we understand. And that, you know, building to the population we have now is not probably the wisest that way. So I don't know if you would- What do you guys think? You like to think about that or if it's not necessary? Should you say to them with that? I can't. The committee uh, acknowledges that within the life of the building, there may be a contraction of school age population, allowing the district to further consolidate its resources into two buildings. Into building, yeah. As opposed to having that third. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, we're just an elementary structure instead okay. of resources. That's an elementary. Um, okay. So something like that? Yeah. I don't know. To further consolidate its elementary structure. Okay. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if that sounds right. I just think, it, think about it in terms of yeah. just not just resources, but the elementary grade levels yeah. themselves. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, cool. I think I was thinking about it. I think that sounds, yeah. Yeah, the, the only thing I, I think this is such an it, but um, a while back we struck elementary from the system. And then you put bringing elementary. Like it just seemed. I didn't have that's an issue with elementary in is. there because we are talking about yeah. you know pre-K, eventually pre-K to sixth period. Yeah. All right, um, so that's why we just say consistency with yeah. the elementary. That's all. Sure. It's yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's why we have fences. Right. Next one, I'd like to strike twenty-first century. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I I got all sorts of things to say about twenty-first century. That's exactly. Strike twenty-first century. Sure. Okay. <laughs> so um, the third bullet is space, and that was uh, in addition to the first draft, adequate learning space for 21st century teaching and learning. Great. Suggestions. Contemporary <laughs> teaching and learning. Um, I have a significant inadequacy of the current elementary program across all schools is the lack of non-grade specific learning spaces and infrastructure. Spaces for hands-on learning and creating increased use of library media resources, language labs, and designated music and art practice and performance spaces are, um, and then I ran out. It's uh, are essentially at this point. It's not so they are. It's actually just the norm. And individualized learning needs. Thank you. Well, yeah. Thank you. Can't believe I remember that. And so let's put that spaces for hands-on learning, individualized learning needs. Um, we'll take out creating increased use of library media resources, language <coughs> labs, and designated music and art practice and performance spaces are 
um, we'll say the word again, standard <laughs> within most schools at this, within most schools built within the last 20, 25 years. How would we like to put that? That's really, I yeah. mean, this is a, this is not a novel. Space. Yeah. yeah. Space was one of the, um, but how do we want to end that? That the letter may not be place for it unless Dr. Marge and others think it is to be extremely specific about requirements. So, case in point, you know, adequate special education needs spaces, you know, uh, all the things you mentioned in that list. What does that formula look like to the number of people in the building? You know? I wouldn't necessarily put that within this letter yeah. because I think that what this is is essentially a structure and uh, a list of what, yeah. okay. um, but I do think that it is a, it should be um, part of our conversations with the SBC right off the bat so that we all know what our expectations are well, and I, what the I, understanding is, you know, sure. once and we hand this. And SBC does a good job of outlining that, mm -hmm. but in the event that we move forward without the SBC, which has been suggested. No, I'm, I'm not saying an ASC, I'm saying SBC. We're, we're handing oh, up an ASC. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm saying an ASC wrongly. Right. But you're saying SBC. I'm saying that regardless of what happens, the not, SBC is yes. going to have to, we'll have these conversations with them, you know, whether right. we're accepted into the MSBA or not. Is appropriate special ed space in here? I just put in uh, individualized learning. Individualized okay. learning. Okay. Oh, yeah. Don't forget, we, we attach the education plan, which details all of these things. Right, right, yeah. right. You know, so if folks want to look at that, they can. Yeah, but I like how you kind of What's yeah. my last uh, my last noun? Uh, so we'll go across this. A significant inadequacy of the current elementary program across all schools is the lack of non-grade specific learning spaces and infrastructure. Spaces for hands-on learning, individualized, uh, I'm sorry, Leah, what did you say? Individualized, individualized learning needs. Learning needs, yeah. Uh, should we simply say individualized special education or supportive sure. learning? Please. I think I think it's more direction. Instruction and support. Instruction has sped or increased use of library media resources, language labs, and designated music and arts practice and performance spaces are standard within a modern educational facility. We, I mean, I think that's pretty much baseline. Anything that's been built in the last 20 years in a community is required in some ways to have some of these extra spaces, but also some of these spaces are just seems necessary. Yeah. yeah. And it's one of the things that we're desperately missing. Okay. Yes. Thank you very much, Jess. Next bullet is our schools serve as a community resource for many townwide organizations. A new elementary school or a renovation addition must serve the community outside of the typical school day and calendar. 
upgraded facilities will provide more opportunities to Medfield residents and a potential revenue stream for the school department. Any edits, suggested edits? Okay, cool. Um, the last bullet, the fifth one, the next school project should be a model for the town of Medfield's long-term energy and sustainability goals. A sustainable building will teach our students each day about the importance of renewable energy by providing learning opportunities around energy sources and use while increasing our ability to manage long-term climate change and the financial challenges that will accompany these. Can I flip those? two points. I honestly think that uh, particularly coming out of the summer that we have had, I think we are <laughs> yes, all starting to realize what I would, I would what the world is going to look like. Sure. If we cannot make our children comfortable enough and manage our resources. I don't know if they're rank order, but if you, if you want to put them in rank order, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I always think education is the most important, but the, the building as tool is yeah. fascinating and great, but not the most important part of what we have to manage over the next 50 years. All right, so the first so, bullet is the um, future flexibility, second is the- Oh, I mean, actually within that, I don't I, I don't mind the bullet point being there. I just want um, to flip um, oh, a sustainable teaching, a sustainable building will teach our students. I honestly think the biggest part about a sustainable building is uh, increasing our ability to manage long-term climate change and the financial challenges. Do you want to plug the sentences? Uh, Okay, yeah. okay, okay, I understand. So the first sentence will be the, the sentence that is you know, sustainable. Yeah, and that's fine. And then the second the sentence yeah. would simply have uh, the goals. Yeah. The goals. Yeah. But we flip the goals. Okay. okay. And teaching is nice. Not sweating in 103 degrees at the top of Dale Street is better. Yeah. Okay, beautiful. Thanks, Jess. <laughs> All right. Um, in April of 2022, the Medfield Public Schools. With the Board of Selectmen support submitted a statement of interest to the MSBA for acceptance into its building program. The MSBA process would allow the town of Medfield to receive substantial reimbursement for the project, although the previous project's reimbursement of $19 million is no longer guaranteed. As of this writing, the MSBA has not contacted the district to inform us of our acceptance into the program in December 2022. The Medfield School Committee anxiously awaits the appointment of the new SBC so that we can once again be on the road to providing our students, staff, and community with a modern learning facility that meets both the specific needs of our town citizens as well as their expectation of the highest quality of education. Um, we need to capitalize district in the paragraph above that. And then I think I'd like to We're adding a note about our, our school committee's yeah. commitment. Um, I mean, just noodle this out loud. Medfield School Committee awaits the appointment of the, uh, how about, submits this proposal um, and awaits the appointment of the new SBC so that they may, may expeditiously provide, work towards providing our students and staff community modern it's something again not so much more metaphoric about being on the road but you know that this just needs to happen yeah right so uh do we want to get a do you want to strike anxiously and say uh 
submits. And then that might actually make it the last sentence. Um, and the statement about the school committee's commitment should perhaps come before that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So the Medford School Committee submits this proposal. Um, and to the select board, select really not not saying that in particular <laughs> um, uh, board of selectmen um, to uh, and asks to expedite I'd like to say something about, uh, we're not passively awaiting the appointment of the new SBC. This is something that we have uh, a say in. Um, and that uh, we would like to expedite this process as quickly as possible. Um, expedite and panelman. Anybody wanna help me with this? So I, I, I've been watching, so I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna try so we, and, and asks to expedite this process and then just stay with the, okay. so that we can, I mean, I don't once know, again, expedite the process as opposed right, to the so appointment that we can of the provide, yeah. So that we can provide, once again, be provide, on the road to provide yeah. student staff and community with a modern learning facility. Manfield School Committee submits this proposal to the Board of Selectmen to expedite the appointment of the new SBC so that we can provide our students, staff, and community modern learning facility that meets the specific needs of our town citizens that we can get rid of COVID, as well as their expectation of the highest quality of education. All right, and then we need to do the statement. Uh, I need you guys to figure out the statement. So uh, in, in wanting whatever it was that we wanted to say at the end there about the school committee's commitment and reinforce the importance of its partnership with school committee. Well, but just by, by stating that, um, sorry, what was your first sentence in the Medfield School Committee? The Medfield School Committee submits this proposal to the Board of Selectmen um, to expedite formation of the new SBC. Does that sound right? Okay. Um, so that we can provide our student staff and community with a modern le learning facility that meets both the specific needs of our town citizens, that meets the specific needs of our town citizens, as well as the expectation of the highest quality of education. Does that make sense? And then we can simply say the committee is, I hate to say the committee is committed to the committee. Um, I, I try some. Partnership. Yeah, yeah, go please. This is not mine. I just happen to, you know, this is, this is what I do. Um, it could be either the school committee looks, you know, looks forward to working in partnership with the school building committee and the town. Great. 
bring to the project forward for a successful goal. Beautiful. And the community. Yeah, it's um, it's an interesting. I mean, community is is fun. Like, I think it's it's the, the point I'm suggesting is that we want the, town, the voters. The town to might. Uh, yeah, that's why I'm saying the community because the town might make it sound like because we we usually refer to the town as town administration. That's why I'm saying the community. Okay. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's a tricky one because there's the community is key no matter what. It could be the voters. Well, how about right? But I think too. Uh, well, I don't care what it's not just the voters. I mean, that's why it's the whole community. So. Yeah, I, I, I like that. Okay. All right. I didn't catch all. So you'll, you'll, you'll kind of. Thanks. Well, you finish typing it. Andrea, do you have enough of that that we could read most of it? The last one. I have most of it, but the, the, bullet, the third bullet. Just have that. You have that. Yeah, that's just swapping the two sentences. But the one is the space. The space one. The space having. Oh, the yeah. space one. Yeah. I got that. <laughs> okay. Tim, you got this. Yeah, and the closing one, I don't know. I have to. Tim. Hello. So we've been reading each paragraph. So I think if we read the last paragraph, I don't think yeah. we need to start again. Yeah, let's just read the last paragraph. Know. So Tim or Jess, can please read that last, the last two paragraphs. Uh, Tim, you got that? I don't have the last two. Okay. Well, yeah, you just made up the last two. No, the, no, the, the, the last two sentences. You made up the last one. Yeah. No, I think oh, we got the last. Uh, just the last. Yeah, one. just the last one. Sorry, Tim. Tim's got it. Oh, yeah. I, I just said the school committee looks forward to working in partnership with the school building committee and the community to bring a project to the town for a successful vote. Beautiful. Not community. No, I said community. Oh, okay. And the community bring the project yeah. at the end of the day. Gotcha. Please see the attached educational plan as well as the most recent SOI submission, the Memphis School Committee, and all our signatories. Yeah. Ooh, I think that looks good. Okay. Um, are we going to take any? Uh, so, will you, if, once it's revised, Will you both send it to Christine, or do you want me to send it to Christine after you go after you go through that? Or? I think that it should be the superintendent's office. Yeah. I mean, personally, that's what I would think. So, okay. so I'll work on revising it. Okay. Andrea tomorrow is kind of okay. Right. Christine, and she'll. Uh, I believe that they've already talked about talked with council about having it. Yeah. Yeah. I asked her to okay. put it on. And I'm going to allow any public input at this time. Hi folks, uh, Jerry Potts, 7th Kirk Street. Um, first of all, I am excited that on the agenda is moving ahead with school project. Tim, when you were running, we had coffee, some, we chatted, and getting to a two-thirds vote on this project, I, I, it has to happen. There is a two-thirds vote in this town to support a school project. Um, that's the good news. The bad news is it's 10 months after the vote, and the first workshop on it was held when people are on vacation where there is almost no public communication. So the workshop last week, there were no emails that went out to people. And then tonight we're having this meeting and I'm not saying don't vote on it, but I'm saying as a school committee, if the goal is to engage and include the town and the community, which I think is critical, this was 
not the way to do it. Um, this could have been done in May after the vote. Gus pushed to try to get the school committee moving on this in December of last year. And we're sitting here now, August, where there are eight people in town and most of them were in this room. And we're taking something that's very critical and trying to initiate it. And I think the messaging and how the message is delivered matters when there was a feeling that there was a lack of transparency the first time around. The second thing is that while this seems like a new document, almost every argument that was used here, literally it feels like an echo chamber. This feels exactly everything that was said about population and enrollment and everything else. There's been no additional data to support any of the assertion that enrollment is going to surge. In fact, just the opposite. So I, I just would encourage that there is, in listening to virtually every meeting from the school committee to school building committee on what happened on this vote, there still seems to be this view that it was a few disgruntled people. I still hear it's 1%. It wasn't 1%. It was a 51.8 versus 48.2. It was almost 2% of the town, not 1%, voted the project down. And that 52% still hasn't had the opportunity to have a respectful, open discussion to share why this happened. I've heard from Jess and others that you've talked to people. It's an echo chamber. You're talking to the same people. So if we're gonna be serious about trying to get to a two thirds vote, please engage openly, respectfully, and listen to the arguments that were compelling that drove 52% of the people to vote against because we can't risk it again. It's gonna take more than what I'm seeing here to start from the beginning to have an open, honest, transparent dialogue. Publishing documents in advance so people can see them, putting them on the website, clear notification to the public. These are things we would love to see. Okay, thank you, Jerry. Um, so, uh, so then do we want to vote? I think we do want to vote, but I think just to, um, I think, more conversations will happen. This is our school committee application to submit. And to I think that we've said. And I think we want to make every effort um, to, to engage people. So um, I don't see this as the same thing again, but no, I think this is a great start. And I think we, we have every intention to um, to move forward openly and engage the community. And again, this is an educational plan. Exactly. You know, our needs have not necessarily changed. And I think exactly. we've been we very charged. clear yes. that we see uh, you know, long-term, and, and I think we said it within the, the document, we see, or see over time, this kind of continuing cycle of having large classes that then contract and expand that, and that this happens at the earliest level of elementary education because we have space issues because we aren't able to have as many children in the building as we need to and over time this affects our system and it affects it right now in time over the life of the building in 50 years it may be a very different issue we may have people moving out of town Okay, these are the trends these one way or another, but we need to be able to have flexibility yeah. to work for our, our community in the best this way possible. This is the first step we're taking. And this is an educational is, yeah, plan, exactly. not is, something that is about um, how, you know, when 
when the NPC <coughs> is formed and we bring more of the community in to the many, many, many parts of this moving decision, that will be very important. Right now, this is educational based on expertise and on data that we continue to have, whether the last vote failed or not. And I don't this think we said 1%, we said four within this document. said earlier 10 months it's been we need to meet this application must be done. so okay, well, all right so all right. do we have a motion to approve this letter as uh, amended this evening for the new elementary school application to present to the board so moved second by tonight second program all in favor aye, aye. Right. Great. Andrea, I'll be in it tomorrow anyway, so I'll be in it in the morning. Thank you, Jess. Okay. All right, so, so um, discussion, the letter, guidelines for recruitment and selection of school building committee membership. And I will provide an update on this item. 
So, um, first of all, I was very excited to see uh, Scott McDermott's uh, letter to the editor in the Hometown um, Weekly, and I see it's on the town website. So, I think it's fantastic that he is hosting a series of open forums um, the next few Wednesday nights. I encourage uh, citizens to attend. Um, so, as for the school committee, so once we are hoping, anticipating that this application will be approved at the August 30th um, Board of Selectmen meeting, and that should, um, in theory, trigger us to really start to collect applications. And, but I'm hoping we have not collectively discussed, and I will reach out to Gus in terms of timelines, deadlines, because I think we should all link up. Um, I did speak to Christine about hosting whatever application process we have on the town website, and we'll reuse our resources for that for the school committee to form our committee of four. And um, but I would like to align with the timelines for the Board of Selectmen and Scott. I don't believe Scott has a deadline for his application process, but I plan to go to, to one of those meetings and I'm gonna reach out to them and hopefully um, once this is approved, we can have people form, send it out, advertise, and we can get going. That's fair. That sounds fair. I think that we need to talk about a little bit about, uh, and maybe this is a little bit before, <coughs> of course before the part but given that there are three very specific populations that will be recruited and that we uh you know obviously two of our representatives must be members of the school uh school committee and then we have two other um two other slots essentially uh and i know that we have talked about how much we would really like to be able to know that there's a balance within the committee so that there are all possible boxes checked. Um, do we have uh, thoughts and kind of general criteria at this point about what kind of citizen we would most prefer? It doesn't have to be uh, written in stone, but what qualities we would most like to see as somebody who would be able to best represent the children and the community that uh, of, of Medfield. Do we have any thoughts on that? I, I don't know that I do at this point because I simply don't know. I think one thought I do have is somebody going into this with an uh, essentially an open mind, open heart, and, and the willingness to work with um, the entire committee. Um, so not so much a prescribed, this is very hard, we've come off this, but I think we've all learned that we really need to take a fresh look at this. So um, talking about, and, and I'm specifically talking about the, the community itself, right? Yeah. When we're talking about this, yeah. Yeah, so for example- I don't know how we data uh, set that. Yes, but you know, I'm thinking about um, a Google form, you know, all the, the specs needed, the email, what have you. But then we get into, you know, what skills do you possess that would that you think will help you serve on this committee and leave it open ended, you know, what professional experience do you have, what skill sets, you know, and, and I think we can, having a formal application process, mm -hmm. 
we can go through go through that and and figure out the balance of of um, the two school committee members. We're going to have to discuss perhaps in the next meeting. You know, um, what's that going to look like, and and really how to how to balance all that. Um, I have one question. I'm sorry. I was going to say, is there potential for someone to apply for a school committee appointment, a board selectman appointment, and yeah, that's actually the yeah. thing that, that I was happen, going right? to ask because I'm I'm a little concerned about that, right? Uh, first of all, it narrows your your pool, and second of all, it uh, kind of makes we certainly should at least have a disclosure around that because I do think that uh, <coughs> we're kind of putting our folks out there. I don't know necessarily how other um, membership, you know, people who are gathering other membership will be able to do that and certainly there's some very specific skills and professions that need to be fulfilled through the moderators um yes. slots and the selectmen's slots yeah but i would also want to know that there was somebody there who felt as though their experience very much weighed toward um the experiences that uh school-aged children and so a lot of that is prescribed in the bylaw. Well, one know. thing is prescribed in that it's, uh, if possible, somebody with educational experience. And um, Ms. Casey herself said that she inserted that simply because she thought there should be education, but it wasn't, but she wanted to be flexible about that. So she did not say that you needed an MED, you didn't need a yeah. BA in education, you didn't need to be a teacher. So there are many things to be educational yeah. experience. There's a lot of things that you know that people are up against too. There's a huge time commitment mm -hmm. you know, there. And as much as we would love to have like you know young parent who maybe has some educational background uh, or not, right? But uh, just a, a parent that has an expectation for their children about to go through the schools, right? That would be, somebody who wants to know more has a, a yeah, sense they're, or... they're willing, maybe has some background that's relevant. Maybe it's some building background or some something along those lines. I think there would be some benefit there. Again, I still think that the commitment level is going to be one of the biggest hurdles. And I think that's one of the things that needs to be communicated to all people because the worst thing that could happen is that the person just can't take it on, right? And, that, and, it's not there and much the like process. the last process for you and MA and yeah. Dr. Mars and Ron, it was four years of Quantify what the hours the expectations are, you know, yeah. Yeah. as far as like the number of meetings, how long they are. We should review, I guess, on the yeah, we probably go through some of that to have right. so, yeah. just to be fair. Your, yeah. your point is somewhat, but it tries, yeah, it ebbs and flows too, depending yeah. on the time of year, etc. Right, uh, but just the consistency that part that of things, it's, it's you know, we were very lucky, we had a lot of. The last committee, we had a lot of professionals in the space, uh, work in that space. Um, you know, I think that uh, you know, and it was it was a good attendance. You know, track record. People were there. They you know, participated. Uh, they did the homework that they were supposed to do. And if we're going to go without MSBA, we really need to have folks that, that know, the know how to do. Because I mean, you're not going to have that that guidance of the process all the way through. And I think right. that's one of the things you know you and I saw in the last one was. Having those folks on there that do this for a living was really helpful. So I think if we did with or without an SBA, yeah. right, right, we need to at least have one person on there that has done that. I mean, it's just, it's just the you know, 
this is, you know, value engineering comes into play very quickly when you don't have guidelines. Right. And uh, I've seen it happen, and that's exactly what happened to Sharon High School. So my first year in education, we, we renovated it. And guess what? It's being torn down right now. <laughs> and that wasn't that long ago. Uh, so that was $14 million out the door. Uh, and now they've had to build another one for 100, whatever it was. So, um, and that was value engineered, uh, if you will. So and that's, and that's what can happen. And that's just not money well spent. That's not going to serve our students. Right? So right, you submit the letter to the board of to Christine. To Christine, yes. excuse me. And then um, I will reach out about um, Gus and uh, Scott. Make <coughs> sure we have commitment disclosure. I just one minor comment, but if I'm not sure if we're saying this is high level what we think the commitment is, ideally that would be consistent with all commitments. That, that, I like, I don't good. think it's necessary. It's not appropriate for us to say the commitment is X hours per week and uh, Board of Selectmen say it's Y. Like, right. yeah. Yeah. That yeah. should yeah. be, if you're yeah. if you are reading it, it's like, just so we're all kind of like yeah. have a description yeah. of the role is yeah. consistent. And then and I, our questions are the most basic. Why I mean, I think that's yeah. one of the reasons that we really wanted to be able to have a unified application that I know that uh, the selectmen and uh, Mr. McDermott are necessarily comfortable with. I think we need to explore it a little bit. I think it would be important to explore that a little bit more simply so we are able to tell everybody who's on that committee exactly what everyone else knows. Again, that is transparency. Yeah. There isn't a separate set of criteria, a separate set of kind of time commitment, a separate set of uh, expertise. Yeah. Even though I do understand, Jeff, Dr. Marson, your concern, if somebody applied to all three, we have a consistent view. Which view? Which group are you? you know, I don't know if that's good or bad. Because I think uh, you know, eventually, committee forms, right? And you all have the same goal in mind. But what do you bring to the table initially? I think it's incredibly important in terms of making that committee. I guess my point was it, it, the importance to uh, to have a conversation with the other board and Scott, right? Because what if you folks key in on two people? And the board of selectmen have one of those on their list. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. it, just, it, it just could cause yeah. issues. So yeah, I think it's some communication. Would be yeah. Right. Yeah. I think it's really important to communicate with that process. And it could be a good question, you know, good question for Scott, you know, during this session too yeah. around that. I think one of the things that um just I thought that, you know, one of the things that we got a lot from a couple of members of the community was around the finance part of impacts keeping that kind of running tally. Uh front and center yeah and i think yeah you know in around communication i think one of the communication items in the spc you know i think maybe um, you know, temperature checks yeah we had the we had covid right that was a little unexpected uh so i think that didn't help <laughs> by any stretch yeah i think folks uh, are going yeah um okay um so i will reach out and then obviously that will be a discussion within it most likely will come up at the selectmen's meeting yeah. in some ways on August 30th. So on August 30th. Yeah. So you'll be there. The committee is not there as a yeah. as a group, but right. we can certainly attend virtually or yeah. whatever. But, so. 
Sure. In your materials, you have the updated um, August 15th letter from Commissioner Riley. He met with us uh, the week after this and essentially said, what was in place at the end of the school year, that's the way you're going to start the school year. Um, so in terms of um, there's no more testing, statewide testing, they're not doing that anymore, so we won't be having any of that. Um, no more contact tracing or testing state protocols in schools. None of that is, is happening. Um, universal masking requirements is no longer happening. Um, you know, we were one of the, we, we, we did surveillance testing to the very end. Um, not everyone did that, but we thought that was an important thing to do, and that is now over. Um, <clears throat> what they have done is the state has, uh, through contracts, have uh, purchased, both purchased masks and tests. So we ended up purchasing masks uh, in springtime, so we have a good supply of masks if we need them. Um, we do have a small supply of tests, but we're probably going to have to purchase additional tests to keep on hand so that we can do the antigen test in school if a kid is okay. I could donate the 40 in my closet. Yeah, like, perfect. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not a bad idea. I've got a thousand masks I got on So they did extend the expiration dates on those okay. for, for additional six months. So that's that's going to be helpful. Um, so we're looking forward to a, a, a normal opening, uh, knock on wood, without you know the fanfare we've had the last couple of years. Um, we're still, if folks want to wear, uh, and I'll send something out to the teacher, to the uh, students before school starts, but if, if people still want to wear masks, they are welcome to wear masks. It is mask optional, no mandate. Um, but as we saw last year, there was only a small number. Um, but we want to be vigilant because there could be a surge. You know, we've been, the commissioner said that he's been talking with uh, some modelers that it looks like there could be another surge, you know, late fall, early winter. Uh, so we want to be prepared for that. But um, certainly, we've learned a lot in the last few years and addressed it differently than we have in the past. So, looking forward to that. Um, Kathy Thompson has met with the health department nurse, and they're going to look at doing townwide vaccination clinics. So, she's going to have, and, you know, Kathy did all those last year. I think she did nine or 10 of those last year. Um, and a lot of our nurses volunteered to do that. So, I think a lot of them do that again this year and volunteer. But, our nurses did an incredible job last year getting our population vaccinated. Uh, and we're going to open that up again with the new vaccines tomorrow. So that was good news. I'm on the for a combo flu one. I am yeah, so one shot, mad at right? myself. Uh, I got yeah. my booster, my second booster, on the day that they announced that you don't need to get that one because they have one coming that's better. Yeah, right. <laughs> really? Uh, here. It's all right. All right. So maybe change those. Okay, beautiful. And future workshop topic, Tim Knight. Um, so do we have it um, in everyone to have a workshop sometime in September? I don't know. My when schedule's like cleared it? way up. <laughs> <laughs> when, when would you like to roughly no, I think, workshop? Um, I think it would be more most natural. Second half of September, or even getting into October. I, I don't think I don't think it, and um, I mean it could be a little more higher level, which we think are prior, you know, top three or four priorities. Are. So should that be an agenda item, or should that be, uh, uh, or do you envision that as a workshop? I would suggest trying to get a workshop on the calendar okay, for. Minute. Like probably something not a okay. not, not as a lengthy, and maybe there's an agenda item that says what is the okay. areas of focus. Okay. 
that's you know one of the things that I've discovered. That's that's another that comes up a lot in my my summer, my last three months has been uh, homeschool communications, like just blowing up as critical needs all over, like just more consistency and different strategies around uh, changing technologies and access. So I think I sent you one point uh, about some product that's addressing in a certain way, but it's it's been coming up more and more. Um, and it's more of a you know it's less about websites or anything else, but it's more around you know, teams of teachers supporting students and that uh, quick just-in-time communication. So uh, it's becoming up a lot, how to structure it, what it does in the culture. So, uh, that was one well, thing so I was going to bring up. Yeah, and I, I would say, I'm thinking it's kind of a continuation of the conversation we had in the last agenda, uh, in the last meeting in September. I think there's, there's an element around community and how can we drive um, better, better engagement and, and you know, insurances that it's a two-way street. I also think it's worthwhile to look at operationally, how are we running the meetings? When we look at our agenda, might we refine it so that it, 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 um, it really is reinforcing the three or four, the, the most important themes that there's, there's some consistency and you know, maybe there's, um, Again, like operationally, can we run a bit more efficient? Like th those were how I'm looking at it, uh, you know, and that's again fairly consistent with what we were talking about in June as we broke. Right, uh, and, and as much as the COVID, you know, brought out participation from a different motivation, perhaps we could find, uh, you know, maybe preemptive ways to have uh, like themed nights where we are inviting people to come and talk about certain subjects, right? Uh, I guess I could, you know, like an open forum, I guess, but but with a focus, you know, on something more uh, forward thinking as opposed to putting out a fire. So even though we didn't start the fire, but I will not break it to that. Thank you. Really. <laughs> Thank you. All right, very good. Um, any informational items? Any folks? Uh, I did notice that the ant flow. Disposal uh, devices are installed in the bathroom. They, so they are, are lovely. They are I almost installed. took a picture for Louisa. Yeah, someone did take a picture. Exactly. Good. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that. Very, very, very. And excited. Scotland, the entire country now has free products for uh, period products. Yeah. Not even just the schools anymore. Yeah. I saw that there was new charging stations at the middle schools. Middle school and if we walk, and if we walk, charging stations. And also, we um, no longer have a metal box. No, it's still there. It was still there. So the, well, the construction isn't because of the supply chain issues. So the the replacement or the, the fixing of that room that is the reason why it's there is still yeah. there. Oh, so yeah, it's almost done. <laughs> Once that's scheduled, right. parking spots, you know, yeah, oh, schedule be done this week, so we'll see. Right. But the insurance company has provided that for us, and when they come in to inspection and see that all that is complete, then they'll take it away. Okay, it's got to be costing. Yes. Very good. Awesome. Uh, the new pillars. The new pillars. I said they will work on. Oh, yeah. 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 Is that probably be a topic of conversation? So it'll be a September know. meeting. We're going to have all that, yeah. all the updates for everything. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. Good. I saw them just working on it during summer camp. Great. So, very good. I'm looking forward to the new school year. Did you notice the construction of all thin pieces of wood that are all wrapped around? That's how it was made. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty slick looking. Yeah. 
It's like an upper floor. Yeah. Do we have a motion to adjourn? So moved. Second. Do we have a second? Second. Yeah. Second. Leo. Um, all in favor? Aye. 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 All right. Okay. So our meeting is ended at 50. Our next meeting is when? September 15th. Thank you. Yes. I believe. Yes. September 15th. Yes. September 15th. Thursday, September 15th at 7 p.m